With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, today's the day they are supposed to ask Tom Brady, have you been vaccinated, champ? Uh, what will Brady say and what will the fallout be if he says no? Uh, the league has said, made it clear they're going to come down hard on coaches and players who don't get vaccinated. Does that include the best player of all time? Also, they're talking about me on my old station. We will talk back at them. Uh, the Cleveland Indians changed their name, and uh, I think they uh, changed it to about the dumbest nickname in sports. At least they got that going for them. The U.S. men's Olympic team loses, and I tell, I'm going to tell you whose fault it is. Uh, it's the white guy. It's the white guy's fault. And Tucker Carlson is uh, accosted in a fishing shop in Montana. There's a lot more to the story. Uh, coming out slowly. We will give you all those details and a lot more on today's Callahan podcast. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of the high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. We are presented today by DCU and we're produced today by Matthew Carano. Let's do this, Carano. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. It is coming. It is coming, Matt Carano. Today is the day. I don't know why I'm unnaturally excited. What is today? July 26th, Monday. And uh, my friend down in Tampa, I got a new friend. He's uh, He covers the Bucks, And he says today they are going to have access to Tom Brady. And they're going to ask Tom Brady, did you get the shot? And I'm predicting a storm that the, uh, the that's going to last a while because – Here's 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 what's going to happen. I, I know I know you saw my Twitter poll. You, you, I did. Yes. Like my Twitter polls, this is only the second Twitter poll I've ever done, where I asked people what will Brady say because the media in Tampa thought they were getting access to Brady yesterday, Sunday. They did not. They got 
They got Leonard Fournette to say that he's not taking the vaccine. Right. He's consulting with his doctors, but he doesn't want to take the vaccine, which is a big deal. He's kind of a, he's, he's sort of a star, not obviously a Brady's level, but he's, he's up there and he's on the, he's on the Super Bowl champs and he's saying he doesn't want the vaccine, but Brady has uh, a choice to make when he's asked. Uh, obviously, he could say yes if he took the vaccine. He could say no if he didn't, but we know what will happen if he says no. So I think there's really only two choices. Yeah. If they say, did you take the vaccine, Tom? He could say yes if he did, but I don't think he did. And the second choice is going to be some mumbo-jumbo about uh, personal choices and HIPAA laws, and, and uh, you know he's talking to his doctor. If he does not say flat out, yes, anything else is a no. I saw a number. Sorry about that. I saw a number of people uh, saying, oh, it's a HIPAA violation to answer that. It's not a HIPAA violation to ask or answer that. It's a HIPAA violation if someone finds your records. That's the stupidest excuse I heard all weekend. I know. I know. It's dumb. Obviously, if you volunteer the information, it has nothing to do with HIPAA. And you it's up to him. The onus is on him. If the if the Bucks released some personal uh, medical information, then you'd have a HIPAA violation. Right. That's not going to happen. But I don't see how you can answer it if he, if he hasn't had the vaccine, and I don't think he has. I'm not sure how you can answer it and make it go away. How you can answer that question and not become the biggest story in the off season because we got over the weekend. I believe it was over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday. The uh, NFL released the protocols, and if you don't get vaccinated. Uh, they're going to make your life difficult as that uh, doctor, that CNN doctor, you know, that 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 authoritarian who wants to uh, punish people who don't get the vaccine, make life difficult, she says, test them three times a week, don't let them fly, fire them from their jobs. Well, the NFL is not that extreme, but they're making it clear that if you do not get this un, untested, unapproved vaccine, your life is going to be difficult, and I there and uh, we 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 can go through a number of the uh, uh, the penalties, uh, the rules here, yeah, uh, penalties, the punishment. It's, it begins with a fourteen thousand dollar fine yes. for first offense. That wouldn't be a big deal to Tom Brady, of course, but you know what else they're going to do? Require you to wear masks everywhere except you know on the field. Uh, by the way, uh, the Olympians look ridiculous when they do interviews with masks. And I mean, these are the, <laughs> they get the, the Olympic winners. I don't know if, and we're going to get to the Olympics because there was some eventful stuff over the weekend. But the Olympic winners, when they're on the medal stand, are allowed 30 seconds to remove their masks and smile for the cameras. And then they have to put them back up. They, you know, they can't, I don't know who's timing that, but if they go like 32 seconds, 40 seconds, do they lose their medals? What's the rule on that? You know? I have, no, I don't. Uh, we'll, I can check it out. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. But, uh, but the NFL is going to make life difficult for people, for players who don't get vaccinated. They can't leave their hotel rooms uh, on the road. It, none of these things Brady will abide by. Last year, during before the vaccines, or right at the beginning of the vaccine, like January, during the playoffs, Brady never wore a mask. He never wore one on the field after the game. He never wore one in press conferences. I'm going to bet he never wore one, period. I mean, just you just I, Google search Brady in COVID mask and you see like just one or two pictures. Even even just doing that, you don't see him in a mask. 
You remember on the field, they do interviews on the field after yeah. the playoff went after the NFC championship game or after the Super Bowl, and everyone was you know grabbing their masks. Brady doesn't have a mask. I know Brady. I mean, I don't personally know him. I don't hang out with him, but I talked to him hundreds of times. I know how he thinks. Uh, and and we've we've discussed this before, but he genuinely believes he is not susceptible to certain things, such as injuries. He says he knows how to play NFL football without getting hurt. And it's been years, it's been you know, 13 years since he's been seriously hurt. And he's worked with Alex Guerrero and we've gone over this and uh, all the stretching and the pliability and the nutrition. Hell, in his book, he says he knows how to not get sunburned. Yeah, that's, that's he good thinks one. proper diet, exercise, mentality, mindset. He thinks he's got it all and he does, but he thinks that prevents certain ailments, uh, illnesses, injuries. Are you telling me that Tom Brady, 44 years old, fit as could be thin, healthy, you know, doesn't drink except, you know, when they win the, except in parades, he only drinks during parades you know, doesn't screw around. I mean, uh, you know, doesn't cheat on his diet. We know this guy's a fanatic, right? And oh, yeah. we know he's a little odd, a little eccentric, thinks he knows how to not get, I mean, he, he thinks he knows how to not get concussed, you know, playing in the NFL. And he hasn't really been concussed, at least not, uh, it hasn't knocked him out of games or put him on the injured list. Do you think that he thinks that he has to get vaccinated to prevent serious illness uh from coronavirus because i don't i don't think he's vaccinated i don't think he has any intention of getting vaccinated so what happens matt carano today if he says to this reporter uh who is promising me that he's gonna ask i'll get you i, I forgot his name but uh, uh i'll get his name he's, yeah yep he's been he was responded to me on twitter when i said what's gonna happen and uh this guy said we're gonna ask and they will what does Brady say? Well, because anything but yes, keep this in mind. Anything but yes is a no. You, oh, absolutely, yeah. Because because you end the story by saying yes. But if he hasn't done it, and if, if he, he can't he can't lie, because if he lies and that ever comes out, he's he's sunk. So he if he hasn't taken it, I think you're absolutely right. Any other answer, I think it'll be sort of he's probably got a. He, I'm sure he's got a team around him, and they've and they've constructed an answer that will will not be direct about it. Something about hey, listen, you know that's a decision for my family to make with my doctor, and you know we're just right. we're it's a private decision that we're all gonna you know that type of thing. I, I think. Is going to come out. I think it's going to be a non-answer. What do you think? Well, it's going to have to be pretty artful if it's not going to be interpreted as a no. Sure. I mean, I know you and I are probably more cynical than most, but we're not going to hear that kind of answer. Uh, I'm going to, you know, it's personal. I'm not, you know, I'm, uh, whatever. Between me, my doctor, my family, and all that kind of mumbo jumbo. If we hear that, we're just going to say, assume he's not vaccinated, right. which means. He's going to get fined $14,000 of first offense. Uh, uh, if he doesn't wear a mask, doesn't stay in his hotel room, doesn't do all these other things that this uh, new uh, NFL protocol requires. And this is, uh, this is going to be interesting because Cole Beasley, you know, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver, sure. he went out first emphatically said he's not doing the vaccine. He'll retire before he does the vac gets the vaccine. Cole Beasley is disposable. They could they could say you know to cut him. They could they could fire him. 
say like they did with the coach yeah coach uh dennison rick dennison from minnesota they didn't mess around they i mean he said i'm not getting the vaccine they fired him um coaches obviously don't have the same union protection as players but he was their uh, uh offensive line coach and run game coordinator in minnesota said he's not doing the vaccine they said you're gone i believe the patriots did the same with popovich they have uh, uh, assistant coach um who was dismissed the other day or they announced would not be returning and somebody wrote that it was vaccine related i don't think they'd confirm that and you know belichick never will so uh we're just gonna have to assume the guy said actually so cbs is saying that you're exactly right patriots uh Co-offensive line coach Cole Popovich won't return due to COVID-19 vaccine requirement. So yeah, yeah. So they're reporting that uh, he's he's out because he wouldn't take the vaccine, and he's young, right? He's uh, 36. Is and uh, is no relation, or is he related to Popovich? I should know that. Uh, to Greg Popovich, yeah, we'll get to sure. him. Too. We'll get to him too. Uh, but he, they just fire him. They just dismiss the guy and say. You don't want the vaccine, you're gone. And he's gone. So they can do that to coaches, players that are just going to make their life difficult. And again, you can make life difficult even for stars like DeAndre Hopkins, who said he was thinking of retiring before getting vaccinated. Leonard Fournette, who said he's still mulling it over, but uh, will probably not get vaccinated. You can make their life difficult. Can you make Tom Brady's life difficult? <sighs> That's a tough one. That is going to be fascinating. And you know, maybe I'm overrating the story, but can you imagine just the the reaction? Lots of people in this country hate Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady, you know, because he's got it all, because he's, you know, just uh, perfect. And over the weekend, Brady put out a video. Uh, I'm sure you've seen, I saw it where uh, he's throwing the football into a, uh, like a, a jugs gun, like a passing machine. Yeah. And he does it three times, boom, boom, and it looks amazing. And the question is, is it real? You're you're pretty experienced at this kind of thing, you know, photoshopping and sure. meme making. And <laughs> is that real? Does Brady actually throw the ball into the machine? I think it is. Otherwise, I think it would it would get out. What do you think? I think what, otherwise. Do you think, if, go ahead. Do you think if he took a hundred tries and it went in three times, they could yeah, edit yeah. it to just throw those yeah, three? Yeah, they, they could do that. Yeah, this is pretty clean. You yeah. know, if he just grabs it, boom, right back in. But it also, I think he tags some some film editor uh, on the on the video on the tweet or uh, the Instagram post. So I don't think he actually hit it, nailed it three times. But he nailed it. I mean, he nailed it three times. We don't know how often. And this is only a couple weeks right. after he taunted uh, Bryson DeChambeau and uh, and Aaron Rodgers by draining three straight putts from like thirty right. feet. Right. And, and talking about it, and it was amazing. But he has a pretty good social media team. So everyone's showing that video today saying, oh, he's amazing. You know, isn't Brady amazing? And then tomorrow, they're all going to be saying, uh-oh, Brady didn't get vaccinated. See, there's certain guys. Uh, Brady's one. And you know who else is one? Who? Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. They're like freaks about their nutrition. With DeChambeau, it's about building muscle. But he's a fanatic. He added 30 pounds of muscle. Maybe he had a little... Help, help from uh, you know anabolic steroids, but he tested positive in Japan and got booted out of the Olympics. 
he he's not going to get vaccinated, especially not now. He's already had the uh, had COVID. I don't think DeChambeau feels like he needs a vaccine, so he, I bet you he declines it, and then the uh, PGA has to deal with it. But there's there's a few athletes like this who well, don't believe in putting things in their body that they you know un, that are untested that are there to protect them from a disease that they don't believe can really affect them. So that's the way Brady thinks. I'm yeah. sorry if that's going to upset people, you know, the mainstream media and the politicians and, you know, the administration who are trying to get, or Goodell, you know, Goodell, he's shown that he can come down hard on Tom Brady. He, he probably uh, wouldn't hesitate to use his full uh, power to, you know, to force Brady to get the shot, but I don't think Brady's getting the shot. That's no, just my guess. And, and the corporate media is going to have to make a decision too, because they're definitely, you know, they're definitely pretty woke when it comes to the vaccine and they go after people who even have questions about um, some of the, some of the numbers around no, the vaccine. No, no questions allowed. No, but that, no, no questions allowed. No. So I wonder what, I wonder how they're going to treat Tom Brady. I mean, he's sort of, he's a media darling and he's, he's sort of like been outside of, of, their huge scrutiny, at least for the last few years. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to come down hard on him. He's the biggest star, obviously. He's a legendary, the greatest player ever. He's out front. He's accessible because he has to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like he can just hide. Uh, he has to be accessible. And I believe it's today. I'm waiting for a confirmation. But if it's not today, it's the next couple of days. Chris Torello, a uh, TV guy down there covering the Bucks says they did not get access Sunday, but they're hoping today. And if and again, if it's not today, there are rules. Every player, the NFL is pretty strict. Every player has to stand before the media and take questions. And f I mean, there might be some, you know, some little, I don't know, Homer, uh, Tampa reporter who just says, gee, Tom, and how you feeling, big guy? <laughs> but there are others who know that this is the only question today because it shakes up the whole league. Um, and I'll tell you what, don't underestimate this. Jason Whitlock had a column yesterday, I believe, on The Blaze, talking about the vaccine policy as the new Jim Crow. And I had to read, you know, sometimes I roll my eyes and move on with Jason, but I had to read it. And uh, he points out that uh, he thinks it's flat out racist to have uh, strict, you know, vaccine requirements because um, black people, black players are naturally skeptical because of the old Tuskegee experiments uh, and because uh, Democrats have been telling them for a year and a half that the system is rigged against you. If you're uh, African-American, we have systemic racism. So you should be skeptical. You should be cynical. You know, that's what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden said not that long ago. If it's a Trump vaccine, I have my doubts. So they sow these seeds of doubts. And now they say, you can't have any doubts. You can't have any questions. Just shut up and roll up your sleeve. It's not going to be every player. Obviously, it's not. I think some NFL teams are over 90%. Do we have that? Do I have that correct? Uh, they have to be over 85 and uh I believe the number of teams already done that and some are over 90%. But that's so what if you have, you know, 50, if you have 60 players, um, you know, you're, 
you're still going to have a handful. Yeah, you have, have more than a dozen that are that are not vaccinated, or about a dozen not vaccinated. Yeah, eighty five percent, thirty teams above that eighty five percent threshold. So yeah. you and, and you're going to have someone on every team, and I think it's uh, it, it, it will be the it will likely be a star because think of some schmuck special teamer or backup tight end. He knows if he says no, cut. they can cut him. They'll just cut <laughs> yes. you. Yeah. They're not, not going to cut DeAndre Hopkins. They're not going to cut Tom Brady. So the ones the vocal, the ones we'll focus on, the ones who will be uh, kind of in the center of the storm are the stars, including the biggest star ever. And I don't know what happens. I just don't think Brady thinks and maybe he everyone has a point, a breaking point where they say, you know, you you, you, you they make life so uncomfortable or they, you know, the questions just don't stop. And Brady says, fine, just give me the damn thing. I just don't picture that yet. Not for Tom Brady. And I wonder what the league is going to do today, tomorrow, when the news breaks, it'll be, you're right. The national media will go nuts and there will be lots of people. I mean, CNN, they, they hold light, all the, they're dedicated to two things, you know, uh, fact checking Fox news and 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 telling people if they don't get the vaccine, they're they're you know they're evil. Their job is to carry the water, circle the wagons for for Joe Biden. And right now, I mean, Biden was supposed to get what was the number at, at the Fourth of July? He wanted seventy percent of the country vaccinated. Yeah, and you know some some areas, the number's big, like New England and you know uh, whatever we've got, San Francisco, California, whatever the coasts. But that middle America, you know, Mississippi. They what did we have Matt the other day? Thirty five percent vaccinated. Yeah, it was something, it's, I think it's actually higher than that now. But uh, but they have not met their mark, even nationally. Right, and you know why, don't you? Because of Laura Ingram, you know, all oh, of those course. people. Yes, yeah, and, and, and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> sure, and we'll get we'll get to Tucker. But today's the day, and I wonder how many more coaches will get fired, how many more you know, scrubs will get cut until. Because they're never going to get to a hundred percent. No. And I'll tell you what I would probably, you know, if I were an NFL player and they said you got to do this, I would say, okay, let's just do it. Except if I already have COVID. If you already had COVID, you know, you're less. Your own immunity, your own antibodies are more effective against the virus than the vaccine. Of course. So you're more well. You're well. You're more well protected if you had COVID and recovered than if you haven't had COVID and got the vaccine. That doesn't seem real complicated. So if I'm a player and I know that and I read that and I say I had COVID, my doctor said I'm good, you aren't gonna you're gonna be really reluctant to 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 roll up your sleeve because not only do we not is that this vaccine new and not yet approved, but we don't know how it works with someone uh, long-term, how it works with someone who's already had COVID. That's the thing. I mean, that's the issue. It's also, it's a new type of vaccine. The mRNA is not, I mean, it's been a testing for a while, but not, it hasn't been live for a long time. So, you know, we don't have a 10 year or 20 year or 30 year span where we've been, we've been able to see how it's affected people long-term. We just don't know. So there are, there are absolutely risks associated with the vaccine and whether or not the risks outweigh the risk of getting COVID, it's really tough to say. And I think it also depends on your demo, how old you are and all that stuff. Right. These are athletes. They're in their twenties. So they're in one of the lowest risks, risk profiles out there. And if they've had COVID, it's like, why I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't get the shot if I, if I were in that demo. What if you were a backup tight end? You might get cut. Right. So then there's that. that yeah. Then, then there's the economic sense. Go work at Home Depot yeah. or make 
800,000 to play for uh, the Patriots. I think I might say, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll suck it up and get the shot and hope there are no, I hope it doesn't make my heart swell or I don't have other uh, side effects because I mean, let's, these, these are people, if you tell most NFL players that playing, you know, playing three or four seasons in the NFL will cost you five years off the end of your life. They would do it. They'd they do would it. play. Yeah. They would do it. They would, they would say, so instead of dying at 80, I'll die at 75, but I get to play in the league. I get to make a few million. I get to you know walk around the rest of my life and say, I played in the NFL. They would absolutely give you those years at the end of their life and go out there and play. And I'm not just talking about, you know, Wes Welker or Julian Edelman guys who laid it out every play. I'm talking about the average NFL guy would give you whatever, anything, give you, you know, a, a couple of fingers off his hand if it, if it meant playing in the league. So I think a lot of guys are skeptical. They have questions, but they're just going to say, let's get this over with. That's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah, right? They know it, the, the bizarre thing. Carano, I know we talked about this last week, but consider the answer the administration, the Biden administration, and by extension, his his Praetorian Guard in, at CNN and MSNBC and NBC. Their answer to questions that people like Jason Whitlock have or people like DeAndre Hopkins or, or, or Tom Brady have, their answer is, let's find the people on the internet, on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. who are are asking those similar questions, or uh, uh, just being skeptical at all? Let's find them and stop them and shut them up. That would make that should make us all nervous. Certainly, the administration devoted and not even hiding it. By the way, flat out saying. We must stop this, and they call it disinformation or misinformation, which is just something, another word for someone who disagrees with you. So they think that someone like Leonard Fournette is learning this from the internet, and their answer is not to counter it with their own you know, facts and their own arguments. It's to let's find that person and pull the plug on them. Take them off and all I'm, social media. Take them off, not just I, one, just take them off everything. I read about one of them, and I initially, when we talked about, it, I thought there would be, you know, famous yeah. people who have, you know, millions of followers. But it's just like there's like a doctor. He's an anti-vax doctor, and he's tweeting, and he's got, you know, facts and you know numbers and data, and they just want to pull the plug and say, don't let him, don't let anyone hear from him. That is so. Not only is it uh, wrong, it's anti-American. It is flat out anti-America to have the, our own administration devoted to shutting people up and in this important time, including people who are just bringing the facts. I mean, uh, like Alex Berenson, he's probably the most famous, uh, whatever, COVID uh, analyst or, uh, on, on, on Twitter. On uh, He's got a few books, the booklets, they call them, and he's on TV a lot. And he just keeps bringing the anti-vax facts and the side effects and the numbers and over and over. And they want to just take him out, not answer, not counter him, not dispute him, just take him out. That is wrong and it's un-American. And, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins and Cole Beasley and Tom Brady are reading these 12 people, or maybe they're not. Maybe they're just talking to their own doctor, their own family. Maybe 
maybe Brady gets his info from Alex Guerrero, his trainer, his guru, and that, that's most likely. And Guerrero's reading whatever and, and, and saying, don't put this in your body. Your body's perfect, Tom. Your body's sure perfect. Alex, right. He probably I'm says that. Sure that Alex <laughs> says to him every day yes. when he's rubbing him. Your body is perfect. Don't put that in there. And I'm sure and Brady listens to everything Guerrero says. So it will be wild. It'll be really wild if he flat out says no. Like I mean, Beasley. And even if it's I mean, not even if you're not like anti this particular vaccine, you just look at the numbers that are not disputed. The deaths from COVID based on your your age group, it's like the risk is really small in certain age groups. We talked about under 18, it's basically can, zero. Can I, can, I, can I give that number again? Uh, <laughs> I have it here on my computer. Yes. I'm gonna leave it there. It's like like permanent. One yeah. of his feet here. I'll be quick. Marty McGarry McCary, the doctor from Johns Hopkins, who's pretty prominent has a piece in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago, and the number we've heard, he's heard, was 335 children, people under 18, died last year from COVID in the United States. They investigated, and the number of children under 18 who died of COVID without any serious underlying conditions, such as leukemia, that's his words, his line, the number is zero, none. And, And right now, parents have to decide Parents of 12-year-olds and 14, 16-year-olds have to decide whether their kids are going to go back to the same school because they can't go to that school without getting vaccinated or play. I I talked about a friend of mine, 16-year-old, and they have to decide whether he's going to play in this league. Uh, 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 I I think it was a soccer or or baseball. I don't know. He's going to play in this league, which requires a vaccine, and they don't want to do it. He's a kid. He's not vulnerable. And most parents, if good parents – they don't want to do it, but they're being forced by the system, and it's frightening. So kids have to switch schools or or drop sports because they don't want to get the injection. It's just crazy. But it's going to get crazier, Carano, is my prediction. Agreed. Today or very soon when number 12 says, I ain't doing it. Now, he won't use those words, but he will, he will make it clear that he has not done it. And I, I could be wrong. All I said is I will be really surprised if he says, yes, I did it, and everyone else should do it too. Oh, yeah. Because wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't the administration, wouldn't the media love that? He would, would be the biggest spokesman. And they and don't you think behind the scenes they're begging him to do that? Yeah. The league, it's, you know, anybody. This would be the biggest pro-vax spokesman out there. If Tom Brady looked in the camera and said, I did it, and you should do it, let's get this, let's get vaccinated. That would be huge, but it's not going to happen. One other NFL note that just went so far under the radar. I saw this on Twitter yesterday. Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Houston Texans, is going to report, I believe, today on time, ready to play. Why is that notable? Because at least 22 women have accused him of sexual uh, misconduct. 22 massage therapists. Uh, we talked a lot about this, I don't know, when it was all happening, whatever that was, four or five months ago. He's a he's a freak. He likes to uh, get get weird with his massage therapists, and he likes to go through them. In like, he doesn't like to just stick with one or two. He likes to find new mas- – sometimes he flies them in to Houston, and then he makes them, you know, uncomfortable. This is very credible. We know his lawyer is negotiating with their lawyer, and you know uh, there've been no criminal charges. 
but the NFL doesn't usually wait for criminal charges. They suspend people based on accusations. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger got suspended based on accusations. I believe uh, Ezekiel Elliott did too. They do even these are stars too. Elliott Roethlisberger, oh, of course. Yeah. This is this is a star being accused by twenty-two women, and he's going to put on the pads and walk out the practice and yuck it up with his teammates today. That is strange, and I guess they're waiting for more information or you know criminal charges or whatever. But normally, and I'm not going to say, uh, Clay Travis flat out says if he were white, he'd be suspended. Maybe Sean Watson, if he were white, he'd be suspended. Ezekiel Elliott's last I checked is not right, white. right, right. Yeah, and, and Tom Brady's white, and he gets suspended for four games for nothing. For yeah, puff of air. I mean. I'm not sure I buy that if Deshaun Watson were white, he'd be suspended. But it is strange if he were someone else somewhere else, he would be suspended right now. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch it unfold. Is he going to play? Like I don't think he one? plays. Yeah, so I've, I've talked about with a bunch of friends who think I'm crazy and think that he will play. I don't think he plays another. I don't play, think he plays it down this year. I'm actually, I would give it 50% he doesn't play again. I mean, if any of these are true, any of them, if there's any credibility whatsoever, I don't right. think he gets back in. That's right. If one of the 22 is true, then right. he should be suspended. If they're all true, he belongs in prison. Yeah. I'm sorry. You do this, you're a sicko. You are a sicko. And uh, as one of them said, we went over some graphic details. He would like uh, move his his, uh, his member around and touch the masseuse's like, hands with his with him by himself, like slap his own wiener on their hands. I mean, he's, he's a strange guy. And those there's a word for that. It's called a felony. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's showing up. Number four, -consent, yes. taking the field today. That is weird. We will see how that plays out. It won't be nearly as big as number twelve in in in, in Tampa, but we will uh, stay all. We will be all over that. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the story that you want to talk about. Uh, you want to stop? Not with. just me. Your 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 fans want to talk about it too. Yes, my fans want to talk about it, and this is this is interesting. I'll I'll do shit. We'll do Shay after this, and we'll get to the Tucker confrontation and the idiotic new nickname of the uh, Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> but uh, this this um, I haven't heard the entire thing. There are two cuts from the. Uh, uh, the Greg Hill show from WEI Hill local show. Boston. Yeah. I, I think of it as the Chris Curtis show, but whatever. They's then kind of they share top billing. The Curtis and Wiggy show <clears throat> on my old station in my old time slot. And for the most part, I don't think they've ever talked about me. They will never, ever talk about Kirk. Uh although they did back when I, I forget something happened in uh Curtis went after Kirk and it just didn't a go little. Well. You said it said that uh, Kirk was irrelevant, which is a that's a, oh, that's, that's a, interesting <laughs> for a uh, uh, from <laughs> coming from a radio station that finished what was it 16th? Oh, it was uh, super uh, low weekends, um, yeah. but uh, and getting beaten by I swear to God, they're getting beaten by stations in uh, overall listeners by stations I've never heard of. I have to like look, I see the call letters, I go. Where is this station? Oh, it's in Brockton or whatever. It's oh, it's a public radio station. I go, I've never even heard of them. And I could tell you if that were me and that were Kirk or even Dino, we would be distraught. I would be just beside myself if I was getting those kind of numbers and those kind of ratings. So I think there's desperation here, clearly. And I think uh, the morale 
there must be so so bad it just i mean it, i mean again if we if we lost by two tenths of a point we'd be we'd be down and and, and depressed and that Kirk could be walking on the railroad tracks, and I'd be, I'd be uh, like beside myself if we lost by two tenths, as, as, uh, as, as you know, Minahan has pointed out many times. I mean, we we would battle it out, and we would win, and we would be thrilled. Now, they're like trying to stay out of like eighth place. It's it's grim. Well, when as they we first when they first took it, over, too, they were bragging on second and fourth place finishes, like bragging about that. Making, <laughs> and they and they were making it up. They yeah. flat out one day made it up. Said they finished first. It was totally made up. I heard that whole story. They just so said, "Let's go. Let's say we're number one." Uh, that didn't happen. It will never happen. And right now, this is the latest rock bottom. And I feel bad for some guys over there. I feel bad for the guys in the afternoon. They're good guys, and they. They do, I think, a good job. But people gave up on the station uh, after our. I'm not going to say because of me, but because of our story, because of you know what happened to Kirk and me, and they know that the station made a deal with a a, a, a insane an activist, an insane activist. activist. Yeah, they, they you know shook hands, made a deal. They got rid of us. He he controlled. You know, he's essentially the program director. He was working with the Globe. And they went after our advertisers, and he had some success. The station didn't back us up. So people know that happened. And when they know that you're making deals with activists and promising not to do anything edgy or controversial, they bail. People bail on that. When they know there's nothing you know, remotely dangerous or remotely edgy coming on you know, when they turn the radio on, it's really easy to hit the button and go somewhere else. That's yeah. the problem they have. It doesn't matter how good today's conversation is about yesterday's amazing Red Sox win. It could be, you know, the most insightful, you know, talk. If people know there's nothing, you know, dangerous coming, they bail on you. They're done. And that's what's happened. That's why we have the latest edition of Rock Bottom from the latest ratings at the station. And I think this is this largely born out of desperation. I mean, again, I've only heard one cut. We said we'll listen to the next cut live right here. So let's do it, Carano. Here it is. Um, we know one person who's very upset with that, and that is uh, Curtis's uh, Mr. America guy. Do we have a name yeah, for that Yeah, we got to name him. When you do, My name's you? Jerry. Jerry America. Oh, Jerry America? That's the guy's yeah. name? Okay, Finally right. get some nuts on this show. <laughs> Jerry America. Oh, this place hasn't look. had balls in a couple of years. So that's Curtis, uh, who has created a character for you. Kate. Tell me the funny part. I said I was going to ask you this. I hate fake laughter. I mean, I understand. You, you laugh. You try to sell a joke. But there's nothing remotely funny there. Is there? Am I missing something? No, because the problem is people, they, they, I think they were told they can't say, say your name or say Kirk's name on air. So if they're not identifying you, if they're not even saying your name, then, then a lot of people who are, people who listen to that show weren't listening to you guys. These are, you know, carriers from WAAF or something. They're not going to know the reference. So it's not, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Well, like two, on, two, on any level. Two things, two things, you know, I'm obviously a right wing zealot. Everyone knows that Curtis is to the right of me. He, he's a bigger right winger. Not that that matters. And Hill, I guess, is. He, you know, he doesn't really go on the record, but he is too. Uh, but my favorite part of this is the guy, not Curtis, the other guy, Greg Hill, imitating me. Um, early on, when you know they replaced uh, me and us, um, 
he was, I don't know what he was talking about, but Lou Merloni, guy in the afternoon, good guy, friend of ours, did an imitation of uh, Hill. And it was funny. I mean, it wasn't like that. It was legit funny. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to somebody. And I said, that was, what a, that was a funny imitation. And in radio, like if you get a good imitation, it's gold. I mean, you go back to it a lot. And, you know, uh, Minahan was was good at it. He could imitate lots of us, including me. Yes. And um, uh, everyone imitated Ordway. I didn't have the best Ordway imitation, but lots of people did. And it was gold. It was funny, legit funny. So I asked someone, whatever happened to that Greg Himmel imitation that Lou did? Lou's not always funny, but in this case, he was funny. They said Greg Hill went to management and said, make him stop. <laughs> Which what a wuss. Is, I mean, it's, it not, it's, it's just not, uh, to, if you can't appreciate someone, even if they're making fun of you and they're funny, then you're, you're missing the whole point. You're supposed to be entertaining. You're supposed to be, you know, try to be funny and self-deprecation is, is a great way to get some laughs. So that imitation went away, which is amazing for two reasons that he would complain about it right. and that they would actually, that they would actually tell Lou to stop if we were there. And again, it's this Minahan would be leading the way. I'd be just, I'd be laughing, but he'd be leading the way and he would just double down on yeah, it. Of course. It again, <laughs> right. more. I mean, it would be funny and it would be you know, kind of, it would create a little tension, a little friction, but it would be good radio. This, um, I mean, maybe it's me and I'm, I'm uh, missing the, the joke here, but this is not funny or good radio, is it? No, I mean, they have no instincts whatsoever, but the other part of it, that's, that's really dumb. It's like, Clearly, Curtis isn't, you know, he's not the brightest bulb. He, he stole he stole this from, this is a Kirk bit. Kirk doing your vo- voice, oh, it's oh. his bit. I mean, he stole it. Okay, so Jerry that's America when I said, is When I said Kirk it imitates me and you said it's totally different, that's what you're talking about? Like Curtis is stealing it? Yeah, that's the other part of it too. It's like, it's not even original. And but I here's, mean, here's, go ahead. Here's where Kirk and I, and I talked to him and here's where we, uh, I don't know, disagree. But and he admits he gets more upset than I do, and it bothers him. And hopefully, it doesn't bother him too much because you know we we're getting along good, and uh, I, you know we'll we'll see how it goes now because he gets more upset than I do at this. And in my mind, Curtis is what he is. And when we had when he was on our team, he was our our attack dog, and we loved him. Curtis can't push any buttons. You know how you're good technically. And, yeah. Cullinane's good, and, and our old producer, Ken Laird, is a great button pusher. He doesn't know how to do any of that. And we didn't rely on guests, so getting guests wasn't that important. What he was was just a, this attack dog who did whatever we asked, and everybody hated him on the other shows. Obviously, everybody hated him on the other station, and he didn't care. He just worked for us, and he devoted himself to whatever we needed, and now he's doing it for someone else. He doesn't. We're not friends. He doesn't think of it as talking about an old friend he just thinks of his job is to be the pit bull yeah for what and and he knows that show really needs it you know that show needs someone who you know has uh, you know wants to go on the attack so it's like that's his job it has nothing to do with he doesn't look at me as oh i'm I'm talking about a friend or minahan or anybody well let me let me ask you this then he works for that show and that show desperately needs something and he's trying to provide it. So I didn't, I don't have 
a huge problem, which pisses off Kirk. I understand. Well, but to your point though, um, so I've got an Instagram post from right after you left the station in, in 2019. And uh, it's a picture of you and him at some sort of field. I can't, I can't differ. I can't see what it is exactly. I'll tweet it out later, but with my idol, Jerry Callahan, I still can't believe that I'll no longer be spending my mornings with this man. Grateful to have had the privilege to work with him for six years, a true original. So you're saying that he's just an attack. Then he's a snake because in the past, he's saying how much he idolized you. I heard on a number of occasions, he called you a second father figure, uh, an idol, a true original. Well, he did a show. He and, he and Laird did a show, you know, tribute to me, which was very nice. And, you know, it was great. But that's you know that was his job then and his job now is to do work for someone else and he devotes himself i mean at the station all the people on middays in the afternoons they hate him because he, all he cares about is his show and we loved it uh when he was on our side because he was as maniacal as as we were you know as uh, as kirk was or i was when it came to fighting for our little piece of the day part, our little day part and fighting for our show. Now he's doing it for someone else. That's what he does. Hell, that picture, which I, just, I wasn't a big fan of at the time, but he's got, we got a picture of him on a leash, on a leash. That's a good us. one. He's literally, that was his role <laughs> to be the, the pit bull. And it's still his role. And I would have been, I'd be surprised if he gives a damn about, you know, our old friendship, because that doesn't matter. Then he's damn. a liar. Then he's a goddamn liar. He's just a liar well, and a fraud. Well, it, it, he's also a survivor. You know, when I was let go, I thought he wouldn't be far behind and some other people wouldn't be far behind, but he's a survivor. And these people know, especially, you know, producers, they know that there's not another job waiting for them. If it all blows up at EEI, yeah. they're, they're going to hit they're the dead end because not a lot of jobs. Radio is dead. That station is dead. Uh, the Red Sox, even though they're, you know, hot, winning comebacks and all that the ratings suck and there's not i mean people watching are you know older than i am they're 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 ancient as a product they got nothing to offer you know and they know it so if they if it all blows up on them they have nowhere to go and that's generally that's that's what motivates them they're you know they took pay cuts and you know they will do whatever the weekend shows and whatever they're asked because they don't want to lose the gig here's the thing but, though like i know so you and i you know we don't know each other very well. I just, we've done a, a few shows and I'm super excited to be here and working with you. But, and, but I would still feel like even if some, even if for some reason we weren't working together now and in the future, say you like buried me, you like just buried me in public. I would, I, I like to think that I would think to myself, oh, well, Jerry, Cal yeah, he's burying me now. Maybe that's wrong. But uh, he was, I mean, he gave me a shot. He was super good to me to get me on air. I wouldn't have had any public, you know, I wouldn't have had this opportunity without Jerry Callahan. I would just, what, you, you've you never buried him, burying? but you've you never, burying? You, well, I'm just saying you have, no, I'm saying you have never buried him and yet he's mocking you. I just think that that's, that's just a shitty snake move. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I guess I'm not that sensitive. Yeah, everyone, yeah you're, you're kind of Everyone mocks my, uh, whatever, my voice and the fact that I am a, a whatever, a right-wing zealot. So I, I, I guess I'm, I'm used to it. But uh, yeah. I didn't hear the whole thing. Can we, did we play the, the Yeah, rest? so that, that's the first part. And then the second part later on uh, is the one that, that uh, I tweeted out. Here it is. 
work at a uh, factory where, we, where he had an accident. Uh, uh, Wiggy worked with him. And then Half Balls it, Greg Hill, that guy's a sackless loser. <laughs> and then you... you were, oh, Jerry America, stop Jerry it. America, Let's get some real talk. It, Jerry I'm America. trying to explain... I'm trying to explain... I'll to tell you what, what, if that women's soccer team just saluted the flag, they wouldn't have lost that first game. <laughs> so that was the second one that you heard. Okay, that, that you know... That's not a not, that's not a good try. I mean, that's not <laughs> even 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 I think Wiggy and uh, Curtis couldn't what fake laugh. You usually get a pimple. Uh, hold on, sorry about that. It. There you go. Yeah, please make it stop. I know, I, I know, stop. I know. But you know, but whatever. That's uh, hopefully they'll they'll keep it up. You know, because uh, what, what imitation is uh, is, is the, the form biggest of form of flattery? flattery? Yeah, but it's not a very good imitation. I have to say, I, I'm I'm an expert on the quality of uh, imitations of me, and that's not a good one. Sorry. <laughs> And that, and I was waiting for him to say, "What's uh, Kirk's? Is it's uh, maggots or uh, <laughs> that's good?" Um, yes. Do, yes. Do you do an invitation to me? You of got course, a voice. Yeah, I'm not going to do that for you now, but yes, of course. Yeah. You've done it in the past. Oh, I mean, it's you've mocked it's, me. It's flattery. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you mocked me. You suck. I know. I know. <laughs> the other question though is, didn't. Like uh, for me too, um, Curtis doesn't have a job at EEI right now without you and Kirk vouching for him after he went through his troubles. I mean, you guys were the ones that brought him back. He wouldn't even have a job. That's true. And we, we, you know, we saw the value and I'm put it that way. Well, other people would be like, he can't work the board. He's, he's, he was an alcoholic. He was a lunatic. I mean, he's got all kinds of issues. And we said, yeah, but he's a, uh, you know, He's like our, our little uh, pit bull, and we uh, we appreciate it. It is amazing that he's like the lead producer and doesn't have like the skills that you have or Cullinane has or any or most you know uh, first year producers right out of college have. He doesn't he can't do that, but he just did whatever he was asked of him, and now he's still doing it. And you know, I guess fake laughing is part of the job on that show. That is required. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, now I'm sure uh, you know Kirk will be, uh, be upset that I didn't uh, destroy Curtis. But maybe, maybe that they will come. Maybe they'll continue to uh, make mock me. But even the nickname sucks. It's do better than that. It's just so you? like they've never they've but they don't say your name. Like they don't say Kirk's name. They don't say they, management's told them to not say your name. No, no it's got nothing to do with me. Well, maybe it does, but they 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 live in fear of of Minahan. You know, they they live in fear of what will happen if they go after him. So yeah, this is a good question. Why don't you go after him, guys? Hill, uh, why don't you yuck it up and make fun of Kirky? See how that goes. But uh, we will see. We'll see uh, what happens next. Want you, want you, Vanessa. Want you listen. See, uh, oh, of course, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I used to listen. You know, the first fall that I and it was bad, and I couldn't. I'd be like, this is this show sucks. And then uh, I just stopped, completely stopped. That's the first time I've heard any part of that show in a year, or more, more than a year. They're so slow. It's hard to listen to. They're just so slow. I, I don't like the slow motion. And coming up, we'll talk. About the Red Sox, they won again. Oh. Is this team a World Series contender? <sighs> yeah, I'd rather shoot myself in the skull. I, I, I'm not listening to that. No. But, but other people do, and they'll send us stuff. So uh, if you know, okay, I'm sure we'll get stuff. send us stuff. I guess, yeah. And 
I don't know, hopefully. Uh, well, you're a better man than I. I mean, I, I, you're, you're, you're handling it uh, quite professionally, I got to say. Everybody imitates me. I think I'm easy to imitate. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I, I, you know, we, guys, we can thank throat cancer for that. But I'm uh, easy to imitate. But uh, all right. Um, there is a couple other things I can get. I got to get to. Um, but I should do Shay. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's do Shay. And uh, then we're going to get to the friggin' stupid name that Cleveland, the Cleveland baseball team uh, adopted. Anti-confrontation with uh, Tucker Carlson and some big fat loser in Montana. But first, Shay. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S H E A, or just log on to shayconcrete.com. All right, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I we've we've uh, we're running out of time. We don't want to go too long, so I'm just gonna say the Cleveland Guardians is the dumbest nickname I've, I've heard in sports since I don't know the it's bad. the the the, 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 the last singular nicknames. I hate singular nicknames like the, the the Seattle Pride or one of the teams from the WNBA or whatever, the Miami Heat. Name a team after the weather. Just stupid. Anyway, this came out of the blue. It was dumb. You didn't have to do it. You you got rid of Chief Wahoo. That was fine. It doesn't upset your average Native American. They're not offended. Only white liberals uh, are are upset by team nicknames. So there was pressure to, to change the nickname, and they changed it. And here's what I don't understand. If you have a chance to change your nickname, wouldn't you go all in and come up with a great, cool nickname that would sell lots of you know, memorabilia and shirts and hats? Is anyone going to rush out for a shirt or a hat that says Guardians? Guardians? It's not even, it's not even like badass. It's not even tough like the Seattle Kraken. You know, that's right. cool. And young people think that's cool. Although is Kraken plural or singular? I don't even know. I think a Kraken uh, is a singular. Kraken is a singular? But I think what do you call more than one? If there's more than one Kraken, it's just Kraken, isn't it? Krakens. It's plural? Yeah. I, maybe, Why I don't know. Why don't call them the Krakens? <laughs> That's a great question. There's no plural. That is plural. Anyway, Guardians, so I like looked into it a little bit. They're naming their team after a statue on a bridge. There's statues on a bridge into the city, and they're called the Guardians or whatever, the gate. And that's the name of the team. One of the most storied franchises in sports. You have... You have time. You have resources. You could come up with the best nicknames, and you pick Guardians. Yeah, I think the Washington's Redskins uh, answer is better than that. Just have no nickname. At least it's kind of notable. But I would come up with a really cool nickname and a really cool logo, and I'd say, "Listen, you know, this is going to be great for marketing reasons. Kids are going to love it." What kid cares about a Guardian? It sounds like a, you know, Curtis Sliwa should be your uh, mascot. 
guardian angel or that little skunk that's in the guardians of the gate movie, whatever. Guardians of the galaxy. A, yes. Right. A raccoon or a, little, a chipmunk or whatever the hell it is. Something like that. Guardians yeah. of the galaxy. Maybe that will be your logo, but what the hell does guardians even mean? Have you it's seen just, the logo too? It's this head with like a tiara thing with the little like wings on it. It's oh, so terrible. It yeah. It's so terrible. So that's apparently taken from statue on a bridge. Really, really inspirational, but, and it just seems so, I don't know, you know, Nicknames aren't the most important thing in the world, and I understand that Redskins sounds like a slur, but Indians doesn't sound like a slur. And my answer to anybody who's going to come after, you know, Chiefs or Warriors or Braves is uh, teams, franchises don't adopt nicknames that are disparaging, that are demeaning. They pick nicknames and logos to show strength. That's why they pick the Chiefs or the Warriors to show strength. And the Indians, too. These are Warriors and great, you know, brave, courageous fighters. And that's why they picked them. Not because they wanted to mock them. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just not how it works, but whatever it'll, it'll, the chiefs will be next to the warriors or every high school, every college. They're, they're not going to be uh, happy with just the Redskins and the Indians. They're going to come after everybody sooner or later. Have you heard the uh, other, uh, the other options though, were way better. Like there's the, um, there's the spiders of course, which made, I saw a logo uh, mock-up of, of that. It w- looked amazing. Um, there's well, the- I know rocks. Everyone was, well, a lot of people were tweeting yeah. that they should have the rocks. I don't like that. And that's a song uh, by uh, Ian Hunter, I believe Cleveland rocks. At least they would have a good theme song. Sure. And rocks, rock sounds at least, you know, tough. Sure. Rock. But then even, uh, there, there was even, uh, there was even, uh, the blues, but my favorite, well, I think spiders is my favorite, but my second favorite is the Commodores, which would be after Oliver Hazard Perry Commodore or Commodore Oliver Hazard Perry, who won the battle of Lake Erie in 1812. The Commodores would be pretty cool. Commodores sounds like a the the band the Commodores yeah sounds yeah like yeah all have like leisure suits and be dancing and well uh, they might know. do that too yeah I like spiders spiders would be good you could have a really cool logo big yep. badass arachnid or the rocks just have a rock Guardians <laughs> is idiotic it sounds like a guardian angel the, the logo should be a little angel with wings flying around oh, just weak speaking of uh, weak and confrontations. This went really viral over the weekends. Tucker Carlson, not sure if you're aware, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's on vacation, and Tucker likes to fish. So he goes to Montana with his family to fly fish. Um, uh, he was accosted, confronted in a fishing store, like a store that sells fly fishing stuff. We don't have those many of those around here. Apparently, mm-hmm. they're big out there. By some big, fat loser fishing guide who went up to him and was like, I want you to know you're the worst person in the world. We could play it, but it's not really clear. And Tucker handled it beautifully. He looked at the camera, he laughed at the guy because someone else was filming it. And they're doing it in front of his daughter. Now, we're not, we're not sure how old his daughter is, but I believe college or 20s. And she was there watching this big, fat goon call her father the worst person in the world. Now, I understand that's life as Tucker Carlson, the Antifa, like surrounded his house one night. His wife had to lock herself in the like the laundry room and call the cops. So they're, they would like to take him out more than anyone, more than anything. They would like to destroy Tucker Carlson. We know the Biden administration is uh, surveilling him. We know they read his emails and his texts. Um, someone asked me that. How would, how would, because, okay, we'll get to this. There's sto- this story is just unfolding, but this, the fishing guide, if you haven't seen it, he's a big guy with a flannel shirt, fat, skinny legs 
So someone, his name is Dan Bailey, which is the weirdest coincidence because the store is called the Dan Bailey Fishing Store. No relation. The Dan Bailey on the store died years ago. It's an old store. This guy, Dan Bailey, and, and you start reading about him, and, and I'm telling you, this is how the world is changing, at least in, in my world. These right-wing guys aren't taking stuff like this lying down. They're not letting it roll off their back. This, so, that, so a number of people on right-wing Twitter said, let's find, more about the, find out more about this guy, and they did. And he's kind of this bizarre, shadowy fishing guide who went on went to Mongolia as part of some tour looking for some rare fish, but somehow he has connections with the CIA. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, I read the story. It's tenuous and we may never hear any more about it, but the rumor was that he was somehow connected to the Biden administration. If you don't know Jack Posobiec, I don't even know how, if I pronounced it correct, but he's, I think that's right a prominent right-wing Twitter guy, Jack Posobiec. Uh, he just wrote a book about Antifa. He breaks news. He sometimes, he, you know, lifts from other people, but he's a very uh, popular follow on Twitter. He tweets out that the White House knew all about the confrontation before it happened. Do you have the exact tweet in front of you? Yeah, Justin, the White House knew about the Tucker confrontation and the entire setup was planned out in advance per White House official. Planned out in advance yeah. with the White House's cooperation. That's incredible. And here's what's going to happen. Tucker is I probably still on vacation. You don't go to Montana for a day. He's probably off the whole week. But he's going to have people for, on his side looking into this hard and trying to find out more about this, this guy who was very proud of himself. He tweeted out, <laughs> Dan Bailey that, oh, if you get a chance to, you know, confront the worst person in the world, you got to take it. He was very proud of himself. We'll see how proud he is when these right-wing trolls just uh, flip over every part of his life and look into it. And if that's true, if there's more to the story, if it's not just Posobiec saying this is what he hears, if that can be confirmed that the White House knew about what this guy was planning, A, how do they know where Tucker's going on vacation? Oh, yeah, that's right. They read his emails. And B, what did they think was going to happen? As I tweeted, this guy sucks, this, this Dan Bailey, because he's seriously, Tucker looked like he would have had a discussion. I mean, it would have been heated. But if the guy said, I don't like what you said about the vaccines, bump, 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 one, two, three, and then Tucker talked and he talked, you would have a pretty interesting, tense sure. confrontation for two or three minutes on video. You could tweet it out. Your people would love it. Darkest people could defend him. But this was just mumbling, bumbling guy being an a-hole to a guy in front of his daughter. Do you want to play it? Because you can't really understand what they're saying too well. But Yeah, we can play it. And then if it sucks, I can just cut it out later or something. But here, here's, okay, here we go. Let's listen to Dan Bailey confronting Tucker Carlson at the uh, Dan Bailey fishing shop. I don't care, man. Okay, just do You are my worst human being. I want you to to this thing, to the United States, to everything else in this world. I don't care that your daughter's here. What you have done to people's families, what you have done to everybody else in this world. Son, That's basically it. So, and, and all Tucker says is step back, son. And then he looks yeah. at the camera and just laughs at him, which was a great answer. But again, if this guy just said something, 
you know, a little bit confrontational and clearly and said, I want to make this clear. I think Tucker would have engaged him in a two or three minute conversation and then moved on and said, that's the part of being, you know, his life. That's what he's going to have to deal with. If he's going to go to fishing stores. Dan looks like a lunatic because he, what he should have done if he were an actual like thinking human being, instead of a Neanderthal, he would have asked a question instead of saying, dude, you're the worst human being known to mankind. He should have said, Hey Tucker, um, I hope you, I know you're with, you know, but I got a question for you. How do you, you do you think that you're impacting people's getting to their vaccine? And do you think that's causing deaths? Like do that? You could, ask, you could ask a why question. Right. Why did you do this? Because that calls for an explanation, not just a yes or a no. Sure. You say, why did you say this? And he would have explained himself clearly, would have been all on camera. You'd have gone viral and you wouldn't have looked like a dick. Yep. This guy looks like such a dick. And um, I, I know he was proud of himself, but we'll see how he likes it when people keep prying into his connections. And how do you think it works out for a Montana fishing guide when they attack this leader of the opposition, which is what Tucker is right now. He is the leader of the, uh, the, the blowback, the pushback on the white house. It's not Trump. It's not DeSantis. It's not, you know, Jim Jordan. It is Tucker Carlson. He's the guy rallying the troops against this authoritarian state. So when you do that to Tucker Carlson in deep, deep red Montana, and your job is to take people on fishing trips. How many people you take on a fishing trips are thinking like, you know, Liz Warren right. or, or EOC? Those people you're taking on trips, they like Tucker, Dan Bailey. Yeah. They don't like they don't like this what this White House is doing. Good luck, you know, drumming up business. You're gonna have you'll have a few wokesters who seek you out, but you'll have a lot more people in their flannels and their, you know, Trump hats getting ready to go. Uh, trout fishing, and they're going to say, "Oh, that's that fat load that that, that yeah. uh, tried to embarrass Tucker in front of his daughter." It's not like he's this a. Not, it's not, not like he's a, go well. It's not like he's a tour guide at like Thirty Rockefeller in New York or something, where you know you're going to have all the wokes right. patting your back as you go. But you no, know, no, he's gonna he's gonna probably lose business uh, off of this. No, he's not. He's not leading kayak tours in Cambridge no. on the Charles <laughs> River. No, not doing. He's not in P Town, <laughs> taking people on you know tours, little bike tours of the of the town, but. Uh, well, that's going to be interesting going forward because I know I I follow people who are promising to go after, go hard after Big Dan Bailey. We'll see how that goes for him. Hey, we don't have time to talk about the Olympics. And I, and I was enthralled. I was one of like 17 people who watched the opening ceremonies. That's not true. I didn't. And no, did, most people didn't either. Worst ratings in 30 years, I think it is, for the opening ceremonies. This Olympics, as I said, is going to suck because there are no fans. They are forcing uh, the players to cover their faces and and not hug. They have a no hug rule. <laughs> Some of the athletes, when they win gold, they violate it, and they, I guess they're getting a pass. But the U.S. basketball team lost to France, uh, which and and that means Greg Popovich lost to France. And if they get bounced and they don't win gold, and they probably still will, then uh, I'm just going to blame Popovich. Even though I didn't watch one minute of it, I'm going to say it was all Popovich's fault. Either that or they don't have enough white guys. We'll have to check with Jalen Rose on that. He should be happy though, right? They have no white guys. because they, they zero. Kevin Love, Kevin Love has like a hamstring injury or something. They replaced him, and now there are no white guys except Popovich. So I'm with Jalen Rose on that. I will blame the one white guy on the team if they lose again. But we'll see how that goes. The U.S. women's soccer team. Oh, see if I get this right. The U.S. women's soccer team uh, should have stood for the anthem and they would have won. 
Come on, wish, you, you don't think that was funny? Oh, I, I mean, you, you definitely Jeez, have the best impression. No sense of humor. I know. Uh, no, they won. They killed New Zealand. They'll probably win every game now and, you know, whatever. Purple-headed Rapino will be the hero. She'll be, uh, you know, carrying the flag in the post, in the in the closing ceremonies and everything else. But uh, we'll watch. We'll keep track. And uh, why don't you watch some Olympics for us and give us full report? <sighs> All no right. Interest? No, I don't. I've never liked the Olympics anyway, and I, I could care even less this year. Yeah, it is weird. I, I flipped around a couple of times and it's just, there's just no energy. I mean, the, obviously the players are into it, but there's no fans and the coaches are all covered up and the, you know, it's yeah. just, oh, you know what? I didn't even notice if Maria Taylor, what, what her job is for NBC. I should have checked that out, but it's good to see she landed on her feet. Since last we talked, I believe Maria Taylor bailed out on ESPN, went to NBC. I did not see a figure for money. I'm going to guess Four. five million. Four, four. four million. And uh, so I'm sure that's going to have a big effect on the ratings. Now that she's in Tokyo, I'm sure a lot more people are going to be tuning into NBC. Or I, I, I asked that. I asked I asked Minahan. He said he watched the basketball. Mm. I said, I, just, I didn't even think it was on. I, I followed it on Twitter. He said it was on Peacock. Oh. I said, that costs money, right? Peacock costs extra. Yeah. And he says that he has to subscribe because it has wrestling. Right, right, right. You know, and I'm like, oh, well, I, I'm not going to subscribe, which means they put the men's basketball game, men's basketball on Peacock and they lose. And it's the biggest story of the weekend. And most people don't even have access to it. I think that's why there's no game. video clips of Popovich talking then. Uh, I was looking for that, you know, for his response. But if it was on Peacock, that's why that's why I couldn't get it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to get, get enough you know, things I subscribe to. I'm not going to subscribe to Peacock. So watch wrestling and watch Olympic, whatever, Olympic sports. But there were sports. They were showing gold medal winners this morning or medal winners. I don't even know what the hell sport it was. I think it was judo. They were just like jumping around and then someone takes their helmet off and starts celebrating. And I'm like, I don't know what just happened, but someone won a gold medal. So there are a lot of those kind of sports, which I always say, how do you know they're the best in the world at it when 98% of the world never tried it? Right. <laughs> you know, we all tried basketball. We all tried swimming. We all tried sprinting, you know, running. Those are the best in the world, I'm convinced. I've tried those sports, and they're better than I am or better than anyone. But how do we know I wouldn't be a better fencer than the, or you wouldn't be a better judoer if we tried it? I, I don't know. I mean, I think you should try fencing, though, and we should, we should definitely video it. <laughs> uh, I think I'm uh, over the hill, but I think uh, those sports are silly. When you see a sport, you don't even know what it is or the rules, and you're going, it's just a little niche, little club. There's probably like 112 people in the whole world who even try it. So how can they, they shouldn't get the same medal as Carl Lewis or, or Caitlyn Jenner. You get a copper, should, a copper medal or something. A little, they should get a, a little one, one or maybe a fake one, a fake gold. They shouldn't get the same medal as the fastest person in the world. Uh, by the way, the new New Zealand uh, weightlifter, the lovely Laurel Hubbard, did she go yet? I don't know. We got to track that. We got to see if she wins gold, you know, because that'll be a great victory for, for all of us, if the uh, transgender power lifter, who was a very competitive male power lifter a few years ago and is now the Olympic representative heavyweight. Looks for, like, uh, uh, sorry, looks like she is on Monday, August 2nd. Ooh, long wait, long wait. Yeah. Oh, good. 6 a.m.? Uh, 6.50 a.m. 6.50. Maybe we'll live, live. Uh, if you want, sure. Commentate it next week. We'll live, we'll have live commentary of, the lovely Lord Laurel Hubbard uh, going for gold, but 
All right, we shall leave it there, Carano. I know there's a bunch more stuff we didn't get to, but uh, what do we miss? Um, no, I think we I think we caught it. Cleveland, U.S. Yeah. men's uh, basketball, Brady, Tucker, and then the Curtis stuff. And we will keep track of all those stories because today's the day Brady's going to get asked. Today's the day we found out Dan Bailey was working on direct orders from Barack Obama when he or or, uh, or Susan Rice when he confronted Tucker. We're going to find out more about that and. Uh, we will see how it goes today for Tom Brady and for Deshaun Watson. You know, it's nice to see a guy get to camp and overcome all that adversity. <laughs> That's what some, I guarantee some writer will say, Deshaun Watson overcame the adversity of sexually assaulting 22 <laughs> women and then going back to back to playing. It's unbelievable. I'm not sure how that works, but we will uh, keep track of that and keep you updated. All right. Thank you, too. Shake Concrete and Ally Paving. And thanks to DCU. And thanks to you, Matthew Carano. Welcome. Uh, that will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink. We play games. We have the song of the week. We have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Hunger Games, The Matrix, Pain and Gain, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Lawrence, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 
Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.